This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. So give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or you can fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact, or you can speak to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be more than happy to help. Now today, I am joined by Alida Solis, international SEO consultant and founder at Oranti. How are you doing, Alida? Very good, very good. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to be able to sh- to, to be here today. It was a pleasure. Quite nice. And did, did I pronounce the name of your company correctly? So is it Oranti or Oranti? Oranti. Oranti. So I did <laughs> but no problem at all. I, I can completely understand if you cannot pronounce it well. Don't worry. It's okay. That's it's okay. <laughs> and you're in Santander in Spain, aren't you? Indeed, indeed. I am actually. I work remotely. All my clients are from all over, yeah. so it doesn't really matter where I am. So yeah, I am based in in the north of Spain, which is quite nice because it's a small city. We have the sea, we have the mountains. Uh, the only problem is that I travel a lot, of course, and yeah. and so it takes a little bit longer for me to go to places uh, because yeah. of, there is a small airport here only. Mm. Santander sounds like a good place to start a bank, actually. <laughs> it was, it was, it, 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 the, the bank, and this is funny, right? Whenever I go, especially in the UK, like, like when, when they, they ask me, like, where do you actually live, right? Like, and, and I'm like, oh, I don't live in Madrid anymore because I was living in Madrid until two years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and I say, I live here now. And it is like, oh, it's, that is like the bank. But <laughs> it's the other way around. It's like the bank is called as the city because he was born here actually yeah it's so you, funny so you don't live in a bank then you live in a place called Santander sadly no you know that would be fun <laughs> I have to say it would be in the bank's bowl please like, with all the gold and everything there all the bitcoin or something stored there somehow I don't know yeah, yeah, so you're, would... an, you're, a, you're a remote working SEO consultant that works in the vault of Santander anyway um, less silliness um, just remind our listeners who you are because you've been on the show well once with me and we had a recording of you at Brighton about five years ago, probably eight years ago now. Yeah. Uh, but tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I am I am an international SEO consultant, and I have a, a boutique SEO consultancy in which uh, we are a small team of SEOs, completely focusing on mostly strategical SEO advice that somehow, in, so, 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 sometimes, and mostly because these are bigger brands, right? Like integrates uh, technical SEO international SEO, mobile SEO, structural content SEO, right? So in most in most of times this work um, has to do and how to identify opportunities in specific markets and grow the 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 relevance and and visibility and ultimate traffic and ROI for whether B2B or B2C clients. Um, in many occasions Many of my clients, even even if they are based in Europe and and in and, and in the US, they are targeting different different type of, of European markets and also Latin American markets in, in in many occasions. Actually, like the weirdest type of setting that I have right now with a client is that there's a Japanese client. They, they the company is actually based in Japan, but they wanted to target 
the Hong Kong audience, the Hong Kong market in English, the, the English speaking uh, audience in Hong Kong and then the US. So that is for me is like pretty exotic, like the yeah. ultimate edge case of what it can be very international SEO oriented indeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to come on to international SEO in a bit, but we, we last, I mean, I last interviewed you, it was, I think it was November 2015, which was about three years ago. We were just generally talking about, about you and what you do and a little bit about international, well, sort of SEO from an international standpoint, which is one of your specialities. And we'll come on to that. I wanted to specifically talk, because I know you have a lot of um, knowledge and expertise in mobile SEO. So what's been happening mm-hmm. in mobile since then? Yes. So a lot. Oh, my God. I remember this is a thing, right? I remember um, starting doing mobile SEO, uh, especially for certain markets uh, in, in uh, development countries where mobile was the only way for uh, the, the population to access the web, the Internet. Right. And, yeah. and, and so the share of, of traffic coming from mobile and activity coming from mobile uh, was far higher than the one that we could see at that point in Europe, right? Like, that has completely changed now. Like, now every everybody is uh, is pretty much on, on mobile. Google already confirmed a couple of years ago that they were seeing now more um, queries coming from mobile devices in general, right? And uh, ultimately, um, it was uh, at the beginning of, of this year that Google already confirmed that they were already switching uh, little by little websites to a mobile first index meaning that the content that they will now take into consideration to 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 assess uh, to rank uh, is the content that we have in our in our mobile web version right uh, I have to say that most of websites at this point already had a mobile version whether a responsive web design uh, with a responsive setting right or independent mobile websites the oldest the 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 website I have to say and and if a website was in a in a in a market or in an industry that was very well established very competitive and if it had been there for a while uh, many e-commerce websites for example uh, retailers online retail, retailers that used to have an independent mobile website like for example eBay had an independent mobile website in an M dot subdomain and 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 Asus also did and Sarah also did right so many of the very well established already had independent mobile websites uh, that allow them to actually focus and completely personalize uh, at a much more much more granular uh, basis their 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 experience to to a mobile audience so in general like most people already knew this they were more or less prepared also because google had had the the the, the, the a mobile update um also uh, a year or even a little bit more uh, before that, uh, in which they were also validating if you had a mobile configuration, a mobile version too. So in any case, people were already more or less ready. But uh, the problem is that they thought that they were ready because they had a mobile version. But ultimately, it was not like if you had a mobile version. But if this mobile version was effectively a correct and correctly configured to allow the crawler to actually see all of your content. If you actually were featuring all of your content there, uh, there. If if this content was good enough, or if you were eliminating, truncating part of the content to make your mobile version uh, to load quickly, or to, to 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 be a little bit more optimized from a usability perspective, but you were eliminating, let's let's say, structured data. 
uh, from it, things like that. And and the the, the extra flying annotations were not there. Also speaking about about international right. So there were a few people or a few websites that yes, they did have a, a mobile version, but this mobile version was not completely optimized as uh, their desktop version was. Right. So that was the specific challenge in 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 at this moment and um in 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 many occasions i have had to revise with my own clients right revise again all of the configuration there's there's some point towards how they they were featuring their their content their information to fulfill not only the user intent but also to make sure that they comply with crawlability, indexability uh, principles in the mobile version. I had also a couple of clients that they were using like a, a web app version uh, that was using mostly JavaScript to load content uh, for scrolling, for example. And and we, we like we had to change a little bit of the approach that they were taking to make sure that this content was completely accessible uh, to to the crawlers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. So it was mostly not about only having a mobile version, but a mobile version that was actually uh, accessible, crawlable, uh, indexable, and ultimately also relevant for for search. So you, I mean, and you've had quite a lot of experience. I mean, helping clients, you know, get their websites fully mobile. What would you say is the most common mistake you've seen that clients made? You know, like in in the latest times, I have to say, because one of the other big big changes that we have had in mobile lately is AMP, AMP, accelerated mobile pages, right? Um, that is this technology that Google came up uh, with. Uh, in order to provide the the option to big websites, especially a media website, news it it, it all started with news websites mm. to to generate a faster uh, mobile version of, of of their website because they were seeing that they were using so much scripts, so much extensions, the plugins, whatever that ultimately these these mobile versions, especially, were super super slow. So they came up with accelerated mobile pages, uh, yeah. and and Google made the use of this this technology of AMP as a requirement to be included in the in the news carousel, right? So at the end of the day, all of the news media sites, blogs, even they they ended up doing it because they had to because they really wanted to have this type of extra visibility and and to be included in the in the news carousel. So most of the issues that I have seen uh, lately are not necessarily even tied to mobile first index, but about how some websites implemented or had been implementing AMP in order to be able to leverage and to yeah to to, to make the most out of this opportunity, um, especially informational websites, and then having to deal with that and also the complexity of mobile first, right? And uh, in many many occasions, this meant that uh, they started. Uh, generating a, uh, an AMP version of their site, a non-canonical AMP version of their site in order to be included in the carousel. Yeah. And But they, they just did it because they wanted to be there and they comply with the minimum to say, mm. like just the minimum. But then, for example, you go to these pages and these pages don't even have a, navi- a proper navigation. These pages don't really replicate the functionality that they had in the original mobile versions. So at the end of the day, uh, they, pro- they, they are really providing a less than ideal 
mobile experience to their user. Uh, they wonder, and I have had a couple of clients wondering and coming to me, it's like, Aleda, I, I, I want you to take a look not only at, at our mobile configuration, but also uh, because we released um, six months ago. And yes, we are getting much more traffic and visibility uh, from it. But uh, the, the engagement of the user and the conversion of the user from these pages is, is so bad, it's, it's, it's the worst, right? And I go and take a look at these pages and typical thing is that they don't have a navigation menu. That, that, that's the typical hamburger menu on mobile. It's, it's, it's non-existent there. And then the, there's no way for users to, to, to add comments or, or to interact. And all of these functionalities are told to log in even. Uh, but all of these functionalities are, are, have been eliminated or not even included because they just wanted to be there in the carousel. They didn't care about, uh, or di they didn't thought about these additional functionalities, unfortunately, right? So most of the issues that I have seen nowadays is about this type of, of configurations with AMP and, and how resources are, are allocated uh, to make sure that these pages really are optimized, not only to comply with the basics, uh, with the basic requirements that Google asks, but actually are meant to be usable and, and provide a good user experience for visitors to actually engage with them and, and, and achieve the ultimate conversion that the website is meant to offer, right? Yeah. 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 Right, I want to talk about briefly uh, international SEO because I know that's that's yeah. your main speciality. A couple of things I wanted to specifically talk about in terms of things that have been happening recently is um, HF HF Lang annotations. Yeah. Get get that right, and uh, geolocation issues. Let's talk about uh, HF Lang first. Yeah, I have to say something like HF Lang have been there already for a while, right? But I have seen that like in the latest probably couple of years and even months, uh, there is more and more people, it seems that they have actually started using it much more often to, to, to tag, to specify what is the, the, the target, the country and language target of each piece, of each URL, of each page of, 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 of an inter international website or, or websites targeting dif different audiences uh, internationally, multilingual, multi-country, right? So I have seen like ultimate, like in the, in the latest months that this is a hot topic again, somehow, right? Like I have a, an issue of language uh, generator, which is a, a free tool that will generate the text that you need to include, uh, whether in the HTML, in the head section of the HTML or to generate the XML sitemap to, to use as a pattern, uh, so you can specify each URL, um, language, or, or, or country target. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it seems that now, and I am happy to, to see it, right? Like, there has been a boom of, of bigger brands or that, on one hand, they have hired also, I think, more of internal help, more in-house help um, from an SEO perspective. So, and now that they have a proper SEO department or SEO area or even a, an SEO specialist in-house, they, they are taking care of this type of configurations that are uh, much more granular. Maybe it is not the first thing that you will do when you start an SEO process, right? But once that you get like most of the fundamentals in 
taken care of. You, these are the next steps to, to, to follow to make sure that the right pages are shown in the right market for the right audience, right? Mm. Um, and I have seen that coming much more often, not only my way or as requests of, of, of uh, SEO consulting, but also in, in, in the industry, in the community, in the market. I, I get questions like, I don't know, like a couple of times per 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 month by email asking me about oh this is the right way of virtual plan like and I know that Google a few months ago they updated their international SEO documentation uh, specifying um, much more a much more granular way also how you should. Uh, implement this. What is the role that Plan plays? How are all of the signals taken that are taken into consideration for international targeting too? So that is great because it really helps to have all of this better documented, of course. Yeah. Uh, but indeed, like, like, like there's still, I think, a way to go. And uh, and uh, for example, the the there had been a conversation uh, going on in Twitter. Uh, around the necessity of ideally have, for example, a way to specify regions, right? This is the typical challenge of, uh, of, of an international SEO, right? Like the, sometimes, unfortunately, websites are not configured uh, by default as, as, as you wish, ideally, right? Like they, they, they come how like like they are or have they have been established the targeting many many years ago like if, even with systems or, or platforms that are don't allow to do much change right so um for example in my case right like i see many websites having a, a, a regional targets like they want to target the eu the europe right as a whole like understandably and 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 realistically this is not the best way to target an audience you target an audience whether per country or whether by language, yeah. uh, but realistically, this is how many many websites are configured, right? Like, oh, I want to target all Europe in English, like, and and then my first thinking is like, well, okay, like maybe only the British or and and, and the Irish uh, will be the ones searching in English by default, right? Like uh, Spanish or French or Germans, they will search in their own language, or Italians they will search in their own language, not mm. in English. Mm. But but this is how it is configured in many websites. So we need to find a way to specify that. Easily as and right now, for example, with Dash of Lamb, there's no way to specify regions, for example. So we need to specify country by country and and assign the same URL again and again, for example, for for to target many of this this country. So uh, like there has been these conversations of of ideally and requests to Google, right? Like, could you please also support this, etc. Let's see, let's see, because uh, I I believe that there are, there are many many type of, of of mechanisms and and configurations that you will cool ideally support, but unfortunately, still right. Even if there has been a boom going on lately, international is still quite a niche type of thing, right? Yeah. And I can I can completely understand how Google will put their resources, um, much more resources in other areas, like for example, in technical SEO, like uh, supporting or giving resources and 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 tools regarding JavaScript rendering that. It's affecting many, many more websites uh, due to the, the, the popularizations of, of, of JavaScript frameworks to develop websites uh, instead of international SEO that yeah. understandably is, is only big, huge websites that have usually that have this type of problem. Well, come on. You, you just mentioned actually about JavaScript frameworks. I want to come on to those in a, in a second. But just before we do, um, just coming back to the um, href lang thing, do you think 
are you confident Google's going to tackle that one eventually? What are your thoughts? Well, no, I don't think so, actually, because in the latest conversations that we have had about this topic with uh, John Mueller, well, he's open and 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 um, he has mentioned many times that this issue of Lang annotations and the configuration, how it's set and how it's meant to be configured, is one of the things that generates many, many questions in, 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 in the SEO industry and concerns and also like doubts in general, right? Mm. And how how it should be properly configure and, and implement it. And it's because it's, it takes a little bit uh, of a work to, 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 to implement it again and again. But when many of us in SEO, in the SEO from the SEO community, community mentioned about uh, supporting regions, um, well, he had mentioned that he, he doesn't think that this is going to, to happen because, uh, again, it's an edge case. It's not the ideal the scenario to have. And I can understand that definitely having regions is not the ideal so it's like if they support this type of configuration they might be even endorsing it in a way i I understand that 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 is something that he's afraid of um i doesn't want to do but yes i i am also concerned that we don't have a very good way to specify that right now in Mm -hmm. a straightforward way with hrf lang unfortunately yeah (laughs) oh well good old HF Lang. Um, yeah, let's move on to technical because he just mentioned it now. Um, you mentioned these various JavaScript frameworks, you know, Angular, React, for example. Uh, I mean, JavaScript, it's a whole <laughs> topic in its own, right? There's been so much happening in the last few years. But why have these become important of, of late? Yeah, yeah, well, there are all these frameworks right now that provide, by default, many features and, and facilitate, in general, the, the development of, of websites, right? Um, so they have become sort of, for new websites, for newer websites, most of the norm to use, uh, especially for, for startups, right? Uh, but many of these websites, indeed, they rely too much on JavaScript to, to show the actual meaningful content the, the main content of, of your pages. Uh, so at the beginning of this year, I, I had a client that literally, if you disable JavaScript in your browser, there will be no content at all. Oh at all. I mean, uh, yes, <laughs> this, was, uh, this was not an e-commerce, but yeah, well, they, it was a transactional website, not the, the typical e-commerce, but yes, it was a transactional website. So it was, a, it was terrible to see if you disable JavaScript from Chrome or any browser anyway, say you, you will get like just a notice and instead of the actual options to buy, oh. uh, saying this website requires JavaScript to, to, to work, something like that. And that is, that is well, I have to say, on one hand, we know that Google has evolved a lot and there was even a post three years ago or so saying, oh, we are now capable to understand a process JavaScript. Realistically, Earlier this year, they are sharing much more about how they how they do it, and and uh, they they are they, they and, and they they do support JavaScript, but uh, they they it's, it's not as straightforward as with plain HTML of the content that is included directly in the HTML. Yeah, that it's it's sort of a two two waves of of um 
of, of, of processing that they use for, for, to process JavaScript and when they have enough resources uh, to, to do it. So, so if you really want to make sure that your content is taken into consideration and is seen by, by, by Google, it is a must that the content is included directly in the HTML to use something that is called server-side rendering um, yeah. uh, ideally, so the content is the output of the content. The text is there in the in the HTML, and of course, there are easier ways to do it. Independence of and on on which framework you are you are you are using or or not, and the specific restrictions that you may have. Um, earlier this year, or last year actually, it was Elephate uh, Bartos from Elephate who did these tests across many many JavaScript frameworks to check, in, in, based on on the framework that was used, uh, what content was indexed or not yeah. uh, in 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 Google, and 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 uh, the the actual one that went away and then one uh, in, in most cases was the, the inline JavaScript uh, implemented in React. But of course, again, it's, it's, it's important to say that this is changing a lot. So that was a few months ago. And, and it's important that if you have, for example, if, if you're in SEO, you're doing SEO and you uh, there's a client that come up to you that is using any JavaScript framework that you check actually the, the rendering with Chrome 4041, that is the web rendering service that Google is using yeah. at this moment, and validate for yourself specifically and see if, if, if the content is actually being rendered as it should, effectively, all the main important content. And if not, to, to work with the development team to, to optimize and make sure that is the output of, of the information of the text is, is effectively rendered in, in the HTML. Otherwise, yeah. it will be completely overlooked. And this is something that, again, I understand how this is like an outcome, I will say, of the importance of a case of the importance of technical configuration in SEO. Mm. And this should be the first validation that you should be doing all the time. Like, is your content accessible, crawlable, is indexable be before doing anything else, like the, the basics, the fundamentals. But unfortunately, we often forget about it. And then there's, of course, a higher complexity because this becomes more technical than, than yeah. before. I think that, I mean, because I can speak as a as a software developer and I, I do think that there is this problem where there's a massive disconnect between the geeks like me, the nerds, the technical people and the marketing people. And us nerds, we get terribly excited when a new technology comes along. I mean, I remember being immensely excited, I don't know, four or five years ago when SPARS, this notion of a single page application came along and these various JavaScript frameworks and we get, all ex we get all excited, as geeks do, and start foaming at the mouth and creating these things, completely forgetting that when when the web spider comes along and looks at the site, there's absolutely nothing there for it to index. So Yes, uh, indeed, yeah. indeed. And, and you can see this a lot in, in startups, in the newer startups that yeah. get, especially, you, and, and, and I have to say that I have been shocked in a, a few times lately when I see that framework or a language or a specific technical setting uh, is being seen by some developers as if if it was like a religion or something. Oh yes, no, yes. React is be is the best. I need yes, to use the new React yes or yes because it's like indeed yeah. and nothing has ever been like this. And it reminds me a little bit like very long ago I, before even doing SEO. I was doing I was a web designer front end web developer, and at some point I had to use 
flash, right? Oh. Uh, Macromedia <laughs> flash. Imagine, yeah, yeah, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm, and I remember at that point how the like there were this, like the this usability and accessibility people advocating and Selman at that point talking about the the standards in the web things like that and all these designers who on the other hand uh designing like uh, at that point for me was amazing type of interfaces interactive interfaces even with action script and a lot of things like this right and, and, and but of course this was not accessible at all uh, this this flash objects and and content that was generated so i think that we're going through that phase a little bit again with new technology that comes to provide interactivity to provide more 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 yeah interactivity i have to say a much much richer type of experience on the on the web and to provide opportunities and also to to make it accessible to 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 make it open so so the, the 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 crawlers search in general can understand and the content can be provided and ultimately also achieve the 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 goal that this content has that is to to give certain information to to an audience otherwise if you don't you are not able to attract that audience there the, there won't be a way to to make it work in any way or to achieve the final the ultimate goal brilliant well thank you so much for coming on today um we talked about some quite sort of um, diverse things today, but very quickly, um, what would be three top tips or takeaways for our audience today, Alida? Yeah, I have to say that maybe a mix of everything of what we have talked about, I have to say the first maybe basic fundamental is that don't don't forget the fundamentals. At the end of the day, a lot of people here to speak about yeah, JavaScript uh, optimization, rendering, etc., and 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 they get fast because it's too technical. It's about SEO fundamentals, of technical fundamentals, of of a content being accessible, being indexable there, uh, which at this point can be even validated by most of the SEO crawlers out there, uh, Screaming Frog, Cyborg, Deeprawl. They all support JavaScript. Crawling, they have a JavaScript crawling option, mm. and then you can compare the the plain HTML non JavaScript versus the JavaScript one, and identify the the changes between what it is found in one and what is found yes. in another. If yeah. there is a change uh, of meaningful content or uh, meaningful pages, then go to your developer and talk about these differences. Uh, so it should be very straightforward. Th- that is the first. The second is more and more I see people, yes, uh, especially big companies, thinking and trying to leverage their international websites and, and configuration that they have had already for a while and for, from which they they haven't seen, uh, they understand that they haven't seen the a proper ROI. Uh, and it takes a lot of effort to maintain so when uh, when a new client comes and they tell me, look, Alida, I have all these international versions, but the the the, the profit that I see from from them is is minimum. It's like for me, it's like so you haven't done a proper planning, a proper validation, a proper strategical approach to international yeah. to 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 select well which are the actual markets that are profitable for you that were, it will be viable for you to put resources and to go through all of these configurations that we have talked before uh, that is non-trivial to make it work right so for me is thinking 
before releasing many CCTLDs, many international translations just because your boss or whatever thought that it might be a good idea to actually validate if this is something that you can actually support, where that, what is the goal that you look to achieve with each one of these uh, versions, if there is an actual market or, or an, an, an interest behind, et cetera, et cetera. So that is, for me, is, is fundamental mm-hmm. to not throw your money away and thinking that international SEO doesn't worth it. It is, it is, it does, but you need to validate well. And third, I have to say that Probably I, I, I thinking uh, more from, especially on mobile, right? From from a user perspective, I see more and more, especially now with mobile first, with the mobile first index of Google, mm. uh, people trying to just replicate and uh, what they did or what they had on, on desktop because it worked pretty well, and they say, okay, it's it's, it's responsive web design. I shouldn't I shouldn't be even thinking or or do a question because it's the same HTML, it's the same content. Users should behave in, in a similar way or the same way. And Google has confirmed that they will treat also the content, even if it is not displayed by default on mobile, but they will take into consideration that content. Uh, but I have to say, like, there's a lot, there might be a lot of difference. And the way that you're mobile audience interact with content and look for content on the mobile devices versus the desktop one. So responsive web design is not necessarily a bulletproof approach. So I will say validate, verify, analyze, research if your specific audience behave really in the same way or in a different way. And if you could, uh, and if you have the opportunity to personalize the experience and to generate and to feature different type of content or more content or, uh, and, or, or the same content, but in a different way, in a different organiz- with a different organization to fulfill better that type of experience. Because indeed, it's not that websites don't have a mobile version. They do at this point, but it's not necessarily a mobile version that actually fulfills the, the user intent and that maximize the experience and, and the conversions due, due to this fact, indeed. And how can our listeners find out more about you and more about Oranti? Yes, well, people can find me in oranti.com is my consultancy website. And then aledasolis.com is my own personal website. And of course, in Twitter, I am very active in Twitter and I am always sharing about uh, whatever I think might be valuable from, for, for users in, in SEO and, 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 and the web in, about the web in, in general. Thank you so much, Alida. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Show notes are in the usual place. Sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Um, questions and suggestions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, and it's all from Alida. Thank you very much uh, for the opportunity again. I've had a great time. Uh, it has been a quite a nice conversation covering a few topics uh very looking forward to 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 hear any comments any any feedback i'll be happy to to answer for sure thank you very much leader and we'll see you next time on internet marketing 